The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. All right, and now we have a special guest, Keith Smith, the guru from Spotrack, and the best NBA follow on Twitter at Keith Smith. NBA. He joined my other show, BetMGM Tonight. I was joined by my co-host Nick Ashu and Ryan Horvath. Let's get right into it. it was a dope-ass interview. Keith Smith jumps on with us. Haven't talked to our buddy Keith Smith in quite some time. Good to see your face again, my friend. Uh, what do we expect from the Grizzlies? Let, let's just put away tonight because it's you know it's, it's the first game with Jaw back. But like, what's a realistic expectation for this Grizzlies team just moving forward now that Jaw Morant is back with them? I think just to be competitive the rest of the way, really just make these games solid, try to get a sense of what does this team look like with John Morant and Marcus Smart, because uh, he's also going to be back at the end of the week and get a real sense of where do we want to go from here. For them just to get to 500, they'll need to go 35 and 22. And that's like a winning percentage that would be mirrored that of the top six teams right now and that's just to get to 500 and that's even be knocking on the door of the play-in tournament so i'm just not sure that's where we're headed this year for this team they're they're seven and a half out of the last play-in spot in the west right now but you can't make that all up in a week so if i was taylor jenkins i'd be saying hey let's try to make up a game a week uh that's even that is really difficult but let's try it and see where we landed when all is said and done yeah gonna be interesting to watch that progress especially since they have you know, really no centers there. Uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this Donovan Mitchell situation. Obviously, he's mum. Darius Garland out for significant time. Evan Mobley out significant time. I think the rumor was that the Cavs might even look in the offseason, last offseason, to move Jared Allen. And now, no Donovan Mitchell extension coming. And now the trade rumors are starting to pile up. Where are you at in terms of likelihood of trading this season before the deadline and where he could potentially go and the probability of that? Yeah, I think the no extension stuff is getting way overblown. It's the exact same situation that De'Aaron Fox is in in Sacramento as far as extensions go. And everybody was like, yeah, De'Aaron Fox turned it down. That's smart because he can make way more money later. Uh, so that's exactly where Donovan Mitchell's in the same spot. So that part I'm not overly worried about uh, there because that was always going to be a delayed thing until he either uh, knew what his All-NBA future was and can he cash in on the Supermax or not. As far as trades go, I think the Cavs, they've won a couple in a row without those two guys, but they're probably going to be a team that's going to be hovering right around that 6-7 line and the assured playoff spot or the play-in tournament. And then that's a major step back from where they were a year ago. But I just can't see them trading Donovan Mitchell roughly a year and a half into this experiment. I think that's something that drags into the summertime. And in the summer, if it's starting to look like 
yeah, he's not staying here no matter what happens. That's when you have those conversations. I assume it'll start right back up again with the Knicks and the Nets. The Heat will be involved. The Lakers will be involved because they're always involved on any superstar. So that's where we'll be is, you know, the kind of typical teams that we heard involved last time. And then does some other team jump in and say, you know what, we'll grab him because we think he can put us over the top in the next year or so. And that'll convince him to stay here with us. That's always a, you know, tried and true thing that teams try to do and try to make work, but we'll ultimately see where that goes. But I don't think this one, anything happens in the next couple of months. I think this goes into next summer at the, at the earliest for a trade. All right, Keith, I'm so glad to have you on because I haven't talked with you in a while here, and I'm looking at Boston plus 375, and you're just the man to talk to. I've done it two years in a row. They're going to make fun of me, and I'm thinking about doing it again. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10, 20-5 this season. I love this team. I actually, man, I like the KP move more than I thought. Um, early thoughts on the Celtics right now, the way that they're trending, and any concerns that you have moving forward in the East? Yeah, when they have their top guys together, they're great. Any combination of their top six, when they're all in there, is really good. It almost doesn't matter which five of the six are on the floor. When they're missing one or two of them, it starts to get a little less great. They're still a good team, but they're not uh, that great. They're, they're really dominant at home. They're, I believe, now 14-0 at home. Uh, have been absolutely just hammering teams in Boston this year, and they've been kind of just okay on the road so far. They're about to start tonight in Golden State, a, a long um, four-game road trip, kind of key uh, road trip. They've got the Warriors and the Kings back-to-back, -back, and they've got a couple days off before they play an afternoon game in Los Angeles, and that always goes really well for the visiting team. Uh, there, they get a little bit of that L.A. flu going on. And then they've got the Lakers <laughs> on Christmas. So this is going to be a stretch where we're going to find out a lot about this team and how they look. Chris Porzingis isn't going to play tonight. It looks like they're kind of going to manage the back-to-backs with him. They already do that with Al Horford. Oh, no. So we'll see what that looks like. But when they've got their main guys, they're really good. Their kind of thing that's still out there is what happens if a couple of those guys go down? Then they're probably in trouble because they don't have – they have good functional depth. Their top six, seven, eight guys are fine for the playoff period, but we're a long ways off of that. So that that could be they lose guys, they start losing a few games. That's how Milwaukee, maybe Philadelphia could catch them and pass them in the standings in the regular season. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talking to Keith Smith, BetMGM tonight. Hey, I I'm watching the Knicks recently now, and I see a team that, you know, no Mitchell Robinson is obviously a major loss for them. Yeah, they don't really have a lot to go with it in the, in the middle now. Uh, but Julius Randle has been great. Uh, Jalen Brunson has been playing fantastic. I mean, had a 50 spot the other night. When you look at this Knicks team, obviously we know they're going to be in the market. They've been in trade rumors for another star. You mentioned Donovan Mitchell. That'll probably be a, a summertime thing there. But when you look at this team right now, where do they stack up from what you've seen on the court with the rest of the Eastern Conference? Is it kind of just where they're sitting in the standings? Or do you see a possibility where they could maybe climb a little bit higher as the season goes on? I think they're about where they are. I think their record will improve, but I think they're a top six team, but they're not in the category with the top three. I think the East, the, the 
Celtics, the Bucks, and the Sixers have really set themselves apart as the class of the conference. And then the Knicks are in that next group of teams, and that's got teams like Miami, Cleveland, the Magic. Uh, those teams are all kind of in that mix. And that that's fine. That's not necessarily a bad place to be. It's just kind of where they're at. And I think what limits them is Jalen Brunson is really good, but some teams have figured out ways to kind of scheme and take him out of things a little bit. Julius Randle still very hit or miss. RJ Barrett is, you know, maybe the most inconsistent <laughs> guy in the league. He can drop 30 one night and then have 10 the next. And it looks good because on the overall season stats, it's 20 points per game. But you, you kind of when you see how it got there, you're you're kind of left uh, puzzled a little bit. And then I feel like they've just got too many guards and wings. Uh, for for the minutes they want to play. We've already heard Josh Hart and Quentin Grimes both grumble a little bit about their roles. We heard Emmanuel quickly a little bit uh, when he came back after missing a game that he was feeling a little left out, out in the cold with minutes. So I think that's just going to be something they're going to have to work through until a trade comes. And it really comes down to, are they going to be the group they've been over the last, let's call it about four years now, which is extremely patient and is waiting and biding their time. They're not chasing... They, they chase the A-level guys. If they don't get them, the old Knicks would have said, all right, let's get three C-level guys and call it good. Now this group has been a lot more patient. They wait, they hold, and, and they try to see what develops for them. So I think we're in a spot with the Knicks where it's probably what you see is what you get, but maybe that big move is just around the corner because I do get the sense they've been piling up assets, they've been retaining players, waiting and biding their time to make that big move. Atlanta Hawks, Keith. Off to a very, very disappointing start. They're 11-15, and 15, just one game better than the Bulls, who have actually been a lot better now that Zach Levine hasn't been playing, and one game better than the Hornets. What can Quinn Snyder do to, to fix this, or is this roster fixable? I, I think it's more what can the front office do to help Quinn Snyder fix it. Now, part of it will be fixed when they get Jalen Johnson back. He was playing really, really well for them. He was arguably, you could say, their second best player behind Trey Young uh, in the early part of the season. I think Clint Capella is, we're, we're, we're into the territory now where we should be having a conversation should Ndeka Kongwu replace him in the starting group, and where does that go moving forward? I, I don't know the Sadiq Bay. DeAndre Hunter forward pairing just doesn't really work for me. They're, they're two guys who are just kind of averaging just about all ways. They're, 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 neither one of them is a bad player, but neither one of them is overly special. So you're, you're real messy. The offense, I think that's where Quinn Snyder could do some stuff. And I thought their game, albeit it was against the Pistons last night, you did see some semblance of we're going to cut out some of the DeJounte Murray running the offense type stuff. We're going to really, we're going to let Trey kind of lead us there. And, and Trey got his shots, but he also was really got the ball moving. It was setting guys off up and they put Murray into this off ball secondary creator role. And I think that's better than the, all right, we got to give DeJounte a few possessions here. And then Trey Young goes and stands out around the logo somewhere and doesn't move. And there's multiple clips you can see. He just doesn't move. And then the big thing is their defense stinks, and it's just not going to get any better with the personnel they have. So it's probably something where Quinn Snyder can do only do so much, and maybe they make a trade and do something to balance the roster a little bit better for him. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. Big thanks to Keith and the whole gang at BetMGM Tonight. Come back tomorrow for an all-new episode. Check out the feed for past episodes and mini-episodes, which drop unexpectedly like Jalen Hurts calling out his teammates for not being committed to winning. Do not forget to follow the Heat Check 
as we go through this new NBA season, that means T. That means X's and O's. No, it doesn't. That means breakdowns. That means download. That means subscribe. Tell your friends, enemies, neighbors, all of them. Even that Karen at the resale shop who tries to fuck you over on a price of a bar stool because she thinks that you're some sort of rich mark. Hey, bitch, I'm not rich. Tell her. Hey, Trista has a podcast called The Heat Check. Maybe if you download and subscribe, she'll get her subscribing it up and maybe be able to afford those little uh, bar stools that you're trying to charge her $800 for. So they're probably worth 15 bucks. Follow us on social at This Heat Check and at Trista Crick on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We'll see you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.